0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Bioacademy gets White House focus. Vilsack pessimistic on early China deal. Meatpacker bans growth drug and meat industry sues California. White House puts focus on biotech. The White House will be putting a focus today on biotechnology and its potential uses in manufacturing as well as agriculture. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Senske will speak at the Summit on America's Bioeconomy this morning. There will also be representatives from other departments and agencies, as well as several academics and corporate leaders. The summit is hosted by the Office of Science and Technology Policy, which is responsible for coordinating the administration's biotech policy across the array of departments and agencies that have a role in it. Also today, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler will be in North Dakota to talk about his agency's rewrite of the Waters of the United States rule that defines the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. EPA last month finalized the repeal of the 2015 rule issued by the Obama Administration's Waters Rule. Wetlands in the upper Midwest have been a major focus of the decades-long debate over the reach of the Clean Water Act. China talks resume this week. High-level Chinese delegation due in Washington this week to resume negotiations with the Trump administration. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says a resolution to the trade war is probably a long way off. I'm not optimistic about this because the issues are so basic to the Chinese economy, said Vilsack, who's now president of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. I think there are political considerations both here and there that make it more difficult to get an agreement in the short term. He suggested to AgriPulse there would be small deals with China similar to what has been done with Japan and the dairy industry now benefiting from China's purchase of whey protein and whey permeate to rebuild a hog industry stricken by African swine fever. Trump Denies Linking Talks to Biden Probe Last week, President Trump created a stir when he appeared to tie Joe Biden and his son to the trade war with China. But Trump now denies that a trade deal with China will depend on whether the Chinese help investigate the Biden family. I want to do a trade deal with China, but only if it's good for our country. One thing has nothing to do with the other, he told reporters Friday when asked about the Biden link. Keep in mind, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida told reporters Trump wasn't serious about getting the Chinese to investigate the Bidens. He's just needling the press knowing that you guys will get outraged by it, Rubio said. Major Packer bans ractopamine use, citing China. JBS USA is eliminating the use of the Chinese banned growth-promoting drug and its pork-producing operations ahead of expected increases in demand for imports from China as the country grapples with African swine fever. JBS USA pork has made the decision to eliminate ractopapine from its supply chain to maximize export opportunities, the meatpacker said in a statement provided to AgriPulse. The company previously stopped using the drug in its own swine production in 2018. China has had to cull between 30 and 50 percent of its pigs in an effort to halt the spread of the virus that has a 90 percent mortality rate for swine, but does not endanger humans. Domestic prices in China for pork, the most popular meat, have risen sharply. China continues to impose tariffs on U.S. pork, but Chinese importers continue to buy from the U.S., and the Chinese government promised to increase purchases. Meanwhile, JBS says it's confident its own pork production will thrive without the use of ractopamine. The company said, we are confident this decision will provide long-term benefits to our producer partners and our industry by ensuring U.S. pork products are able to compete fairly in the international marketplace. RFS plan leaves key questions. President Trump's plan to address the biofuel industry's anger over EPA refinery exemptions from the Renewable Fuel Standard won quick praise from Midwestern lawmakers. But the announcement left some key details still to be determined. And the muted reaction from the markets and from refiners suggest it wasn't a slam win for the biofuels industry. Under the plan, EPA will reallocate gallons that are waived by future refinery exemptions. But it didn't say how exactly it will address the waivers in 2020. The agency plans to seek public comment on that issue. The bottom line? Well, the industry isn't doing anything to restore the 4 billion gallons subject to the past waivers which probably explains the lack of outrage from refiners, according to University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin. The reallocations going forward will largely be offset by future exemptions, so the plan works out as a wash, he says. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota says until the agency says how it's going to increase ethanol usage going forward, Friday's announcement, quote, is just another IOU to struggling farmers and shuttered biofuel plants. Meat industry sues California over Prop 12 animal confinement law. The North American Meat Institute, the NAMI, filed a lawsuit in a Los Angeles federal court Friday challenging the constitutionality of a state ballot initiative that voters approved last year. The lawsuit seeks a permanent injunction against the confinement ban, which will start to be phased in starting in January. North American Meat Institute CEO Jillian Potts said in a written statement, Prop 12 hurts the family on a budget and with higher prices for pork, veal, eggs, and unfairly punishes livestock producers outside of California by forcing them to spend millions more just to access California markets. Potts argued the law will dictate farming across the nation since it pertains to all meat sold in California. A state review found the cost of building and maintaining new housing for animals will likely lead to a rise in consumer prices. The report also notes that many companies have already been moving towards more space for animals. Spokesperson Jim Monroe told AgriPulse, the National Pork Producers Council, has also opposed the law and is considering its next steps to address concerns. Monroe said, we are particularly concerned that the law will put high quality protein out of reach for families on a budget and that it will force small farms to sell out or consolidate. WTO sets meeting to advance U.S. tariffs on EU. The World Trade Organization has scheduled a final meeting for October 14th before the U.S. can implement retaliatory tariffs on the EU as punishment for its subsidization of Airbus. The meeting of the dispute settlement body is largely a formality, but it's a necessary step before the U.S. can move ahead with tariffs on $75 billion worth of European goods. That, according to U.S. officials who say the plan is to levy the new import taxes by October 18th. Technically, the U.S. could be blocked by what the WTO calls a negative consensus. Although that gambit, which requires all WTO members to block a dispute decision, has never been used successfully. The U.S. has plans to hit European airplanes with a 10% tariff and agricultural and industrial goods with a 25% tariff. The list of European ag products that the U.S. is looking to impose tariffs on includes cheese, whey, butter, pork, peaches, pears, and cherries. Here's today's He Said It. An overall deal is a long way from occurring. That former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on prospects for a resolution to the U.S.-China trade war. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jack Nally.